Hey, Story Family. Welcome to the Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode. Good morning, Story Family. Welcome to another Monday episode of The Story at Home. My name is Nathan Bonus. I'm your host today. Today we are in John chapter 20, focusing on a character that almost everyone is familiar with, the disciple Thomas. Thomas has become a famous archetypal character far beyond just religious circles. Even if you've never read John chapter 20, I'm guessing you already know the adjective that is inextricably tied to the name Thomas. We'll dig into the story behind the nickname today. There's more to it than you might think. There's lots to learn, so let's dive right into John 20, starting in verse 19. Jesus has risen from the dead and is beginning to reveal himself to his followers. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So if there's any of you who don't know what Thomas is famous for, it's his doubts. Doubting Thomas, as he is called, wouldn't believe in the resurrected Christ solely off of his friend's testimony. He needed to feel the wounds for himself and to see Jesus alive with his own two eyes before he could believe. So who was Thomas? He was one of the 12 disciples who was closest to Jesus. He seems to have been a fisherman before he was called to be a disciple. His name Thomas is an Aramaic word that means twin. He's also referred to as Didymus, which is Greek for twin. This nickname could have been literal, referring to an actual twin sibling, but some theologians think this nickname was given because of Thomas's doubting tendencies. Perhaps he was someone noticeably split between faith and skepticism, thus earning the name twin. 
This is really just conjecture, though. Some early manuscripts call him Judas Thomas, so it's possible that he was given a nickname in the group so as not to have two disciples named Judas. Thomas is mentioned in the Gospels quite a few times as one of the twelve, but this story in John chapter 20 is really the only story that he is an active character in. So what can we learn from this story, and why was it included in John's Gospel? I originally thought that it was included because Thomas's doubtful reaction was unique, but that's actually not true. The other disciples themselves doubted that Jesus rose from the grave when they were told by Mary Magdalene and the women with her. They didn't believe until he appeared to them also. I think it's included because it says something about the disciples and then about Jesus. Take note that Thomas while not yet believing as his friends do, is still communing with them in the very house where Jesus first appeared. Thomas has not yet had the encounter with Jesus that will unlock his faith, but he still remains in the mix. I have to imagine that he wants to believe, but is still saddled with fear and skepticism. Jesus' disciples could have made an argument for excluding Thomas, I can hear the words they might have said to one another. Does he not believe us, even though we are all saying the exact same thing? Does he have no faith in what we saw? We can't be around his doubting, negative spirit. He doesn't belong here anymore. The disciples of Jesus, thank God, don't act this way, though. They seem to understand that there's room at the table for doubters, for screw-ups, for the faithful and the faithless. I'm impressed that Thomas has the guts to stick around with the disciples, and I'm happy to read that they didn't push him away. If you want to believe, but you don't yet have faith, stick around the church. Know the value of a good group of faithful friends. The church should be a place for those with faith and those who want faith. At the Story Church, we will always welcome those who are seeking Jesus, especially if there are still doubts and fear in the way. If you've felt like a doubting Thomas, there will always be a seat for you at our table, and we will pray that God appears to you and gives you the gift of faith. So here is the skeptical Thomas with his friends in the room where they claim they saw the resurrected Jesus just one week earlier. In verse 26, Jesus returns once again, coming in the name of peace. The question on everyone's mind has to be, will Thomas receive this peace? When Jesus appears, he gives permission for Thomas to touch his skin, to verify that the man standing alive in front of him bears the wounds of crucifixion. Interestingly, the text doesn't say whether Thomas actually puts his hands on Jesus. Whether or not he physically touches Jesus, something in this moment changes in Thomas's heart. He believes. He says, my Lord and my God. Jesus responds to him in verse 29. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus acknowledges here that belief grows 
out of different seasons for all of us. Some have the gift of faith after experiencing much less than what Thomas needed to believe. And that is something to be treasured. None of us today get to put our hands on Jesus and feel his wounds. But many of us have had moments where our faith went from shifty to concrete, all in a moment. What set of experiences led you to exclaim, My Lord and my God? God works miracles for some of us to bring us to his side. Yet for others, he only has to call gently, Come to me. Some of us make an absolute wreckage of our own lives, and only then are we ready to surrender to God. Others decide in childhood to devote themselves to Him, and they get to live their whole life in the smiling presence of their Father. These people are, as Jesus said, blessed. But there isn't one acceptable way to come to faith in Jesus. Our stories are all different. What strikes me as so beautiful about God is that he wants all of us. He wants the heart of a doubter as much as someone who believes more quickly. He appeared to the disciples and they believed. And then he came back to the same room a week later so that Thomas would believe. I believe that God is looking for opportunities to offer you peace. If you feel like a skeptic, Remember that you absolutely belong in our community of Jesus followers. Also, remember that God won't ever give up on you. He wants everyone to believe. Thank you so much for listening to the story at home today. And as you go, remember, church isn't a building we go to. It's a family we belong to.